Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hey everybody, welcome back and welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream and we are about to hit episode number four, which will be the part two of last week's um, episode called Revelation, the Building Blocks of Your Kingdom Dream. I just did not have enough time to unpack it properly, so I thought I better do a part two. So let me just recap a little bit of what we talked about last week. I want to briefly recap uh, a lot of these episodes, like week to week, just so we can get caught up. And just refresher, but um, once again, last week was Revelation, the building blocks of your kingdom dream. Again, I want to build line upon line, revelation upon revelation, precept upon precept. I want to be a little methodical as we go through this. And although I will get preachy and there will be prophetic moments, I still want to really build this so that it can be you know, followed through and we can really build something and release something at the same time. So I began by basically saying last week, life is not as much about information as it is about revelation. When you receive the right information that agrees with who you came into this this realm to be, it's like uh, the information becomes a template that gets placed upon your life and in your life that releases what was already there. And many times this causes the revealings of the dream. And then I I got into a a few revelatory thoughts about you, and and here we go. You came into this realm on purpose, with a purpose, to fulfill a purpose. Many of you know that. You came into this realm fully loaded with more resources to fulfill that purpose than you could actually use in 10 lifetimes. I don't know if you knew that. You You were not sent here underprepared. You, my friend, is what I would call overkill. Or like I like to say when I'm preaching, overkill. You came into this world as an answer being delivered, not a problem to be solved. You ain't nobody's pet project, ladies and gentlemen. You have more anointings, more authority, more power than you could use, like I said, in 10 lifetimes. You need to wake up to the fact that you are a powerful nuclear bomb You are a power. (laughs) Can you hear me today? You need to hear this. You need to wake up to the fact that you are a powerful nuclear bomb answer from an infinite place that has been launched against finite problems in your spheres of influence. Every day you wake up into your spheres of influence as overkill. You are overkill for everything that you're facing, but you need to wake up to the fact that there are resources waiting for a revelation. So here's the mic drop of episode three. You ready? According to Revelation, put your three-point harness on right now. If you're driving down the road, pull over because you need to put that extra harness on because this will blow your mind. Are you ready? And like I said, this is the mic drop for episode three. According to Revelation chapter 13, verse eight, Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. 
So if Jesus was the lamb and he was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth, that would make Jesus your savior before he ever was your creator. Mm. Ha, cha, ne, ha, kelea, geta, hai. Oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> I did it anyway. So if Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth, that would make Jesus your savior before he was your creator. So what does that mean? That means that Jesus had your back before you had a back to be had. Jesus went ahead of time and put better answers right within the problems that you would be facing on a regular basis. And then I go on here. And I give you an example. This is an amazing revelation here. You need to know this. The whole world is in the state of redemption right now. What? The whole world is in the state of redemption right now. Not just future implications, but all of mankind has been redeemed from the curse of the law and all have been set free in every way from anyone's control. There are no more chains. There are no more bondages. Nothing is holding mankind from being all that they were intended to be. Come on now. And then some people are thinking, well, that sounds like universalism. That sounds like, you know, that's not, I don't know if that's biblical. It's very much biblical. It's the same thing, same thing as 1 Peter 2.24 that says, by his stripes, we were healed. Everything was done for us. And now there has to be an application of, of a revelation so that we can participate in its manifestation. So here's, here's the, this is great news. Come on it. Yes, it certainly is. There's only one problem. Most people do not have the revelation of this freedom from guilt, shame, nor condemnation that has been made for them. They've been, we've all been set free. And then I gave an example. It's like having a bank account with a million dollars in it. Your name is on this bank account. And it's gaining entrance daily. You have all the power that a million bucks can give you with your name on it. How do you like the story so far? <laughs> the only problem is that you don't have a revelation of this bank account. No revelation, no revealed knowledge of the million dollars. There's no power available to you. <laughs> Even though it's on, it's, in your bank account with your name on it, but you don't know about it. There's no, there's no revelatory knowledge for it. So here's the rest story. Your uncle Bob, rich uncle Bob, obviously sets up a bank account through your lawyer, through a lawyer, his lawyer, and actually puts a million dollars in it. He then made specific arrangements that you could not receive the knowledge or the revelation of this bank account until you graduate from a post-secondary school. So until you get a revelation of what has been prepared for you, you will never know truly how rich you are. And this is what happened for us 2,000 years ago. The price has been paid and all you need is a revelation of your redemption. The price that is paid can be applied to your life and you will become the, the riches of God in Christ Jesus. You will become the one that was that was prepared for time in eternity to rule and reign with him. 
ladies and gentlemen, with the with the revelation of redemption, one minute you're waddling, 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 maybe waddling because of this whole COVID thing. Tammy said you'll either be a a hunk, a drunk, or a trunk, or 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 a chunk when you come out of this COVID thing. <laughs> so maybe you're you you might have been waddling, but I, I the word I'm looking for is wallowing. One minute you are wallowing in guilt, pain, and depression because of your negative past that has trapped you in the paradigm paralysis of circumstantial situation, the back problems, uh, uh, frailty of the, all those things. Then one moment because of a revelation of what Jesus did, the price that he paid with his blood and his body sacrifice and his resurrection from the dead, ascending into heaven, sprinkling his blood on the mercy seat and sending forth the Holy Spirit. You get a revelation of that in one minute, you're transferred from the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ in one minute. That's what revelation does. This is the power of revelation. Perceptions are actually your reality. When you get a perception of heaven, when you get a perception of what God has done, everything changes. Revelation is how he is building his kingdom and revealing your dream. It's very important that we we, uh, understand the gift of what revelation is. And this is why I couldn't just put it all, ram it all into one episode. This is why I'm doing part two. So conclusion of the recap of last week, all these amazing resources have been, have been sitting on the inside of us waiting and, and uh, waiting for us. And, and these resources are along our path that our creator king went ahead of time to prepare for us, waiting for you to get a revelation leading to its manifestation. If there's no revelation, there will be no manifestation. So here we go. Revelation, the building blocks of your kingdom dream part two. And so I'm going to hit, uh, I think, the, the pre- one of the premier scriptures on revelation and, and actually revealing to you how God operates in this realm and his modus of operandi of building and releasing, and it's coming through revelation. So if I could quote for you um, Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 19, and I have my Bible turned up there up there too, because there's a few things that I want to share with you in the midst of it. And, and this is this is one of my Rhema scriptures that I have um, drawn upon. I, I, I love this scripture, and it's something that um, uh, I've discussed many times with my, one of my spiritual fathers, Dr. Tony Slay and different other people uh, that I, I've been just drawn to the scripture and, 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 and people that I, that I've seen that have been drawn to the scripture and know of that have been drawn to the scripture. I asked them and I've been, I've been pulling on, on revelation from these, from these scriptures. And it's found in Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 19. And it talks about when Jesus reached the region of Caesarea Philippi, he said to his disciples, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And then they begin to say, some say that you are John the Baptist or Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. They actually thought that Jesus was, uh, uh, you know, I think Herod thought that Jesus was John the Baptist raised from the dead and was coming to get him. So he reaches the region of Caesarea Philippi and he says to his disciples, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And, and some said, like I said, John the Baptist, Jeremiah, Elijah, or one of the prophets. But he says, but who do you say that I, the son of man, am? 
who do you say that I am? And Peter, I tell you, Peter, impetuous Peter, Peter has been traveling with Jesus for approximately a year and a half, and some scholars say for three years. You know, when they reach the region of Caesarea Philippi, Jesus is beginning to introduce himself as the king and as the Christ, as the son of God, as the answer, as the one that would restore all things, as the one that would pay all things. As he, this is who the Redeemer, the, our kinsman Redeemer would be. And so Peter, I'm, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself, guys, but I love this scripture. I just want to dive into the meat of it right now. But I got I to I expand it for you. But first, let me go through it. So Peter answers, Jesus says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus replies to Peter, he says, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by, by flesh and blood. This is not revealed to you by man, but this was revealed to you by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. Upon this rock, I will build my ecclesia. Upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against this. And today I've given you the keys to both heaven and earth. And whatsoever you bind on the earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And he said, don't tell nobody what I just said to you. Okay. So here we go. When Jesus reached the region of Caesarea Philippi, he said to his disciples, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? When Jesus reached the region of Caesarea Philippi. Caesarea Philippi was also known as Caesarea Panas, and it was it is in the northern part of Israel. Um, the question is, why did Jesus, the question I have for you this, this day is, why did Jesus choose Caesarea Philippi or Caesarea Panas as the place that he would reveal the greatest treasure that he is the light of the world, that he is the Christ, that he is the one that will restore all things? Why did he choose to, to share this revelation in Caesarea Philippi? This is the question. Why not in Jerusalem? Why not in um the Galilee region where he did about 80% of his ministry. Why did he choose to share it in the northern part of Israel at Caesarea Philippi? Caesarea Philippi was right at the base of Mount Hermon. At the bottom of Mount Hermon, where Jesus was standing and asking that question that day, was a hundred foot jut out cavern from the Mount of Hermon, where people would sacrifice their babies, their offspring, into this spring of water that would flow in and out of the cavern that was actually called the Gates of Hell. In this region, there is the, this false god Pan, this demigod Pan, this god of panic, and fear this God of commerce and perversion. He was half goat, half man. And they would sacrifice their babies right into what they would call the gates of hell. So Jesus is standing in front of the gates of hell. And, and he is saying and asking the question. And, and ladies and gentlemen, on the top of Mount Hermon, people would... would have researched this out, and it, there was a demonic 
portal on top of Mount Hermon. So this is actually the darkest place on the planet. At, and Jesus shows up as the light of the world in the darkest place at the darkest moment of human history. So why did he choose this place? That the light must be shown in darkness. And that darkness could not comprehend it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and nothing was made except that it was made by the Word. Everything was made by a Word, and everything is held together by the power of that same spoken Word. And 11 verses later, it says that, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory of that of the only begotten of the Father. In, in that chapter, it talks about the, the, the darkness could not comprehend what in the world was going on with, the, with the, the Christ that was being born, the word that was becoming flesh and dwelling. They couldn't comprehend, they couldn't contain it, and they could not stop it. This is why Jesus always shows up at the darkest places, in the darkest moments of your life. And you need to know, and this is a revelation for you, you need to know that he is available to you, especially when sin, when there's much sin, when there's much opposition, when there are things of great proportions that are coming against you to try to stop you from fulfilling purpose. The Bible says that there is much more grace enabling power available for you. For there, where there is much sin, there is much more grace. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit comes in legally with greater influence, greater power, greater anointing than the evil of the day. So here Jesus is standing in front of the gates of hell, standing in front of the portals of the demonic. And he's saying, who do men say that I am? And he's, he's asking a question like Jesus always did. He didn't necessarily give you a straight answer all the time. He would always answer, you know, with a better question. So he's asking the question, who do men say that I am right in the midst of the darkest place at the darkest moment of human history? And Peter, impetuous Peter, Peter would be would begin to to just about jump out of his skin as as he was saying, who do men say that I am? And I could just imagine what was going through Peter's mind at that very moment. <laughs> do and, and he, I could just say, do I dare really believe that this is the Christ that has come in, in my lifetime? Is it really him? What if it is him? I can Peter just like he he's like overflowing with, I've seen him raise the dead. I've seen him heal the sick. I've seen, I've, I've, I've heard him speak and nobody has the words like him. I can just imagine what was going through his heart as, as he begins to allow that answer, the revelation that he received from the, directly from the father, that glorious day. See, uh, Peter was, and, and here's the interesting part. <laughs> Peter was not born again. Peter was not saved yet. Peter was following the Christ. At least he's about to say he's the Christ. For about one and a half to three years, depending on which scholar you're listening to, a long time and seen a bunch of things. And 
but he wasn't born again because Jesus didn't go to the cross. The blood wasn't shed. The body wasn't sacrificed. He didn't go into hell. He didn't steal the, the, the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He didn't lead captivity captive. He did not get resurrected from the dead. He did not sprinkle the blood on the mercy. And he did not send forth the Holy Spirit to become one with Peter's spirit yet. And still Peter is receiving revelation from the Father in the darkest moment at the darkest time of human history. So what am I saying? Oh my God, I'm saying that God can speak to you. If you are born again, you have so much more available to you than even Peter had with Jesus right in front of him because you have become one with the spirit of the living God. But hang on a sec, let's just go back to Peter here for a second. And Peter, Peter, who do men say that I am? And Peter just thinking, you are the one. My God, you are the one. You're the one that, that was promised. You're the one that, that will restore everything. And as each revelation comes, Peter is getting more and more convinced. He says, you are the one. You are the Christ, the anointed one. You're the savior. You're the deliverer. You're the healer. You're the, the, the God sent in the flesh to redeem man from the fall. You are the one, the one that will be the fulfiller of the prophecies. You're the promised one the, that will crush the head of the serpent. You are the seed that will crush the head that came from the woman that will crush. He will bruise your heel, but you are the one that will crush the serpent said, you will crush the head of the one who deceived, teased, and tantalized the minds of mankind. You are the one that will destroy the works of the, the one who put his creation into bondage and caused them to walk out of relationship. You are the one that will reestablish communication between heaven and earth. My God, you are the one. Jesus, blessed, says back to Simon, son of Jonah, Jesus says back to Simon, which is Simeon, and it's time for the Simeons to come forth, and that's another broadcast. Simeon, the son of Jonah. Jonah means dove. Simeon, son of the dove. For this was not revealed to you by man, but this was revealed to you by my Father in heaven. And I tell you, Peter, Peter is Petros, or little stone, I tell you, Peter, upon this rock of revelation, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The revelation that Peter received that day came in two parts. First and foremost, that Jesus was the Christ. And secondly, but of great significance is that we can receive revelation from the Father on a regular basis. This is what we're talking about. You can receive revelation. He's want, wanting to want, wanting to give you the revealings of your dream. You 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 can be led by him. See, it's all about hearing and I'm going to be getting into probably in about two more uh, episodes. I'm going to be getting into the, the greatest revelation I've ever received in my life after just stepping out of visiting a, uh, a close family member in jail. And I might even get into a little bit more detail about that. And, and, and I'm just feeling the weight of everything on my life. And, 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 and I, I didn't, I, I was, I was, uh, 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 
I was distraught. I was, I was feeling betrayed. I was, uh, all these different emotions were, were happening as I drove away from this jail. And, and as I did, I began to receive the greatest revelation in the midst of the darkest place. I want to tell you, your darkness does not determine your, your now nor your future. The frailties of your past, the failures, uh, 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 the frailties of your flesh and the failures of your past do not determine who you're going to be in life. You do, you need to, forget those things that are past. You need to begin to lay hold of the promises of God that are still yes and amen. He is still revealing. He's still speaking. He's still showing. He's still leading. He still wants to pour out and lavish you with his love. He is not here to condemn you. He doesn't want to keep you in 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 any kind of disarray or delusion. He wants to bring you into hope and a future. He has plans for you, but you have to tap into them. You need a revelation. You need to begin to, uh, can I just be honest with you? One of the greatest things that we lack in the charismatic church is a belief in the charismatic gifts. We need, I tell you, when you begin to speak in your um, spiritual language. If you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I would strongly suggest that you take time to seek him with all of your heart to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is the the uh, overflowing of the Holy Spirit in your life and, un- and allow him to unlock the beautiful gifts. Uh, I'm telling you, if you do not speak in tongues, you need to receive that gift. It is available to you. And I don't want to get into controversy and I don't mean to upset your apple cart or anything. I I just want to tell you the truth because speaking in tongues is one of the things that have uploaded many of the mysteries that I'm sharing with you. I would I would uh, for oftentimes I would speak an hour in the Holy Spirit almost every day of my life and and oftentimes a half an hour, 45 minutes and then I would speak through uh, in tongues um, throughout the day and and just seeking, because when you speak in tongues, you're speaking the mysteries, you're uploading the mysteries that were downloaded at your conception, begin to be uploaded into your mind so you can speak them out into this realm with intelligence. When you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, you begin to pray the mysteries of God back to God. And he said that his word would not return to him void, but would accomplish what he desires and achieve the purpose for which he sent it. I want to tell you, when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you're releasing the gift of revelation knowledge. And you need revelation to be revealed. God is building, literally building. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by my father. I'm sorry, by flesh and blood, but this was revealed to you by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and upon this rock, I am going to build my ecclesia. I'm going to build my church. You are part of the ecclesia. He is building his revelation on the sons of the dove. Jonah, uh, on, on the sons of the dove that can hear from the Father. He's building his church on revelatory knowledge, the proceeding revelation that comes from the heart of the Father on a regular basis. This is what he's building his true church upon. He's not building it on dogma. He's not building on 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 denominations. He's building it on a people that will be in communication uh, uh, with him with intimacy. Every day, I spend time with my God. Every day, I get overflown. Overflown. I get, oh, no, I don't get overflown. I get overflowing. 
I get overfilled and he begins to bubble out of me on the inside of you. And I'm going to be sharing things like this as we go forward on the inside of you. I call it your wardrobe. You know, everybody has a wardrobe, but on the inside of you, you have a wardrobe and you need to, through revelation, receive a manifestation from God as you speak it, as you praise him in the morning and you begin to say, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And you spend some time just praising and worshiping him. And you enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with prayer. You enter into all the authority that you need by uh, that day, by being thankful to him. You enter into a, a legislative authority by, by giving him praise every day. This, this allows uh, the, the, the Lord drove to be open. And then you begin to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. You begin to put on the suitable suit for the atmosphere that you're about to walk in. It has to be revelation every day. It has to be fresh every day because every day is a brand new day. Something changed, something shifted, something, there, there's rivers that eroded, governments that, that were toppled, governments that came forth. There, there, are, there are people that died, people that were born. There, everything changes overnight. But as you wake up in the morning and you're about to stop, step into the toxicity of the environment, of the deep darkness that is upon the people and the darkness that is on the earth, you need to put on your Lord robe, put on the Lord Jesus Christ, put on the garments of prayer, put on the robes of righteousness so that you can step out into the toxicity of the atmosphere and still be breathing heaven. Put on the suitable suit for the environment that you're about to go into. I'll get into that a little bit more as the days and weeks go on as we continue on this um, podcast, please, if you are enjoying this, and before I pray, and I just want to just, you know, while we're here, can you just share this? Can you, if you haven't subscribed, if you're just watching this maybe on YouTube or, or somebody else, you're, can you please subscribe and share this? I believe that there's hope in these words I've shared today. I, I believe Lord, that the Lord would want you to know that you are overkill, that you have more resources that you could ever used in 10 lifetimes and that that it's time for you to get the revelation that you are this nuclear bomb answer what do i mean by that you're not you're destructive yeah to the plans of the enemy and other people's lives but you're you're just the the, the proportion of of your capabilities is it's like you're a nuclear bomb answer from an f- infinite place launched into a finite world bringing more answers, but you need to know you have them. You need to know that you are a solution and that you are an answer and that you're nobody's pet project. Do not look down at yourself. Do not, do not say, I can't do it. It's time for you to raise up, shake off the shackles, tear off the grave clothes, put on the Lord drope and go out and be somebody else's breakthrough. People need you. Hope. I release hope to you right now. Receive. I just want you to receive that. Put on your receiver right now and receive great hope. I release hope. Romans 5, 5 says hope no longer disappoints us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who he has given to us. And I release the, the grace of hope to you today. Hope again. Dream again. Believe again. And you will begin to live your victorious life. It's time to stop just surviving. And it's time for you to live the abundant life that he prearranged 
for you to live before time began. Once again, Barry Miracle, I've been your host for Wake Up Into Your Dream. I hope that I'm becoming your dream coach and that uh, we're going to get into some things on how we, we, we can tap into greater, greater ways into the dream. How do we, how do we believe that there's a dream? How do we, how do we uh, stay in the dream? How do we stay in the dream when every, all hell is breaking out against us? How do we maintain the dream? How do we maximize the dream? These are things that we will be uncovering over the next weeks and months to come. I love you guys. And um, I'm hoping uh, that you will have an amazing week until I speak to you next time. Barry Miracle signing off for Wake Up Into Your Dream. Much love. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.